Deb, right now there's three days of national mourning in the U.S. Do you know why? I don't know. Because some lady died? Deb, she wasn't just some lady. This was Ruth Bader Ginsburg, okay? She was on the U.S. Supreme Court for 27 years. Uh -huh. She was appointed by Bill Clinton in 1993. And this woman is really a beautiful legacy for, for the U.S. While we've spent so much time talking about the sadness of what happened to Breonna Taylor and, you know, all the persecution and attacks on people. Now we have a really feel-good story about a lady who really loved the law, okay? She didn't miss a single day on the court, and she never gave up. She was a total fighter. So let's talk a little about her story. Basically, there was a time in the United States not that long ago, let's go back to the late 60s, maybe the middle of the 60s, when women couldn't even get a mortgage for themselves, okay? They could not have a credit card. They couldn't buy a car for themselves. And she really set out in life to make it her goal to change women's ability to have certain freedoms by really battling for women's rights. She also included racial equality in her, um, her fight for justice. And the reason Americans loved her so much is because she really lived her truth. Now, here's the story of her in a nutshell. She grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, she lost her mother. Naked girl. Yep. Well, they call her, you know, they have a fierce name for her, you know, and uh, she was known as LBG and uh, LBG. Yeah. For, you know, uh, RBG, pardon me. Ruth, Ruth, yeah, <laughs> I'm Ruth right. Bader LBG? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, you know, she uh, just had a really hard childhood. And when she went to Cornell University as an undergraduate, she really decided the law was the area she wanted to pursue. Okay. So she then went to Harvard Law School, top of her class. She also went to Columbia Law School, top of her class. When she graduated, she couldn't get a job anywhere. Nowhere. Nobody would hire her. She was too black? No, she was a Jewish woman. Uh, she was a, a small stature, but the truth is, because she was a woman, nobody would hire her going back at that time when she graduated. Now, she met her husband when she was being educated, and she describes him as the first man who respected her for her intelligence. Mm -hmm. So that was a lifelong love affair that they had, even though he was somewhat of a sickly man who had uh, cancer on and off, you know, oh. before he died. She really was quite a caregiver to him. But she just went on to legislate some cases in her early years before she was appointed to the Supreme Court that literally changed the landscape for women. Women were dropping off flowers by the gazillions. Uh, men were coming over to praise her, men of all skin colors, skin tones, mm. backgrounds. It was a wonderful tribute to see how much this woman was loved. Now, they actually had her coffin laying in state in Washington, and I think it's there for additional three day, two or three days to okay. show uh, love for this woman. And I just think it's, it's really nice to see how Americans just felt so good about what she contributed, you know, to, to her legal profession. That's the word. She was called the notorious RBG. Ah. So that's what they called her because of her working class roots and how fiercely she fought. Now, here's the interesting thing. The only thing that ever held her back in her life was cancer also. She had three kinds of cancer. She had colon cancer, she had lung cancer, and eventually pancreatic cancer that killed her. Now, she was diagnosed in 2009 with pancreatic cancer. And do you know one of the reasons that she hung around, Deb, is because she hated Trump so much she did not want to die so that he would get the opportunity to appoint a conservative judge in her place because she was always pushing the opinions of the court in a, in a liberal mm. position. 
So here we have Trump, and, and this is your opinion that I would love to hear. Uh, three and a half years he's been the president of the United States, and he's already appointed two justices to the Supreme Court, something that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. Very conservative justices who are now planning. Now, if he gets away with filling her seat that she has now created because of her death a little over a week ago, what is he going to do? What is he going to do with another appointee except kill Obamacare, get rid of abortion rights for women, and shoot down all the progress that has been made on the court in the last 50 years? So this is now a serious issue. Well, it is, it's not an issue until it becomes an issue. Well, he says by Saturday, which is only, you know, a couple of days away, that he's going to have a nomination. And even though the election is just around the corner, and let's face it, the Republicans poo-pooed when Obama tried to get uh, somebody named to the court 10 months before he was leaving office, and they said that he couldn't do it because it was too short a period. Mm -hmm. But this bugger is trying to force it through in less than 40 days. Trump wants, Trump gets. Well, that's, That's the goal. Like, you know what? At the end of the day, like, we've all seen the work that Trump are, is able to put out, you know, whether it's just on the American soil or right across globally. He has this power that people almost bow to him. It's, it's not an exaggeration to a certain extent. I think power is the right word. I wouldn't say people bow to him, but he has such an appetite for getting people to see things from his perspective that he everything he does is like silly putty in his hands. He's molding it. He has completely changed the character of the Republican Party. I have listened to people say, this is not the party that my grandfather voted for or that my uncle voted for a few years ago. He has made it his party. And people literally salute to him. They're afraid not to kowtow to him and to follow his objective. And you ask yourself, how does he get away with such a public display of unapologetic control and manipulation. How does he do it? Because he keeps it real. <laughs> it's true. Like, do, do you see Trump do anything and is apologetic about it? No, he's no, not. No, because he keeps it real. And the real part is what we don't like because it doesn't come across as professional. It doesn't come across as empathetic or sympathetic. It doesn't come across as respect. It doesn't come across as anything of good character. So and this I is the thing, that. but anything that he does, which is demeaning and insulting and degrading, still doesn't change people's opinion of him. Like... Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she had to become more aggressive the longer she stayed on the court because the conservative people were always trying to shoot down her goals. But Trump has absolutely no respect for women, none. And he says he's going to appoint a woman now because that's who he wants. And he wants a younger woman so that her policies will stay on the court for decade after decade after decade. And he will be able to strengthen the religious right and make sure that conservatism is what rules in the U.S., not any more liberal policies that give women, you know, rights in every conceivable area, transgender rights, gay rights. He wants to shoot them all down. He wants to go back to a very prehistoric conservative posture. And a lot of people are behind him now. This is a new thing for him to to get credit for, because even at his rallies, people are like, fill the court, fill the court. So, you know, he's beating his chest again, like King Kong. <laughs> King Kong. What, what, what can I do, you know, that's going to glorify me yet once again? 
Oh, wow. Well, you know, that's uh, pretty much what you see is what you get with Trump. And I wouldn't be surprised that he'll win again. I, I am almost scared that he will win again. And when my heart tells me something is going to happen, it, it happens. Yeah. And the truth right. is, her dying wish was that Trump would not fill the court with another conservative. That was her dying wish. And the Democrats, this is the problem I have with them. As much as I've admired listening to, to Joe Biden come out and give good speeches and whatever, I just see a little weakness on their side compared to Trump's aggressive. But, and I'm not sure if they know how to be vicious aggressive. and aggressive and relentless and show power the way he seems to be at such ease in doing so, you know? And this well, is the problem. I can tell you right now, they're going to have to have a lot of balls, <laughs> which they're probably coming up short. And Trump is not playing with that. Yeah, Trump true. Is, Trump is hanging out everything. And whether it sticks or not, his his plan is to win. And you know what? You either go, go harder, come harder, go home. Isn't yeah. that what I say? It's true. So anyways... Congratulations to that lady who has done such a great job. Yeah, she really was a her. champion of, of women's rights. And, I don't and, know much about American history, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Um, so I don't. No, but you are, to me, a, a real a real woman who knows how to fight. And that's one oh, of the yeah. many things I admire about you. Well, thank is you. that you're very tenacious and you're very, you know... Uh, determined to accomplish so many things and so i think you can appreciate a woman like ruth uh, bader ginsburg so uh we salute so let's you, ruth. give a shout out to all the superwoman absolutely yes my all name right. is jackie and i'm superwoman deborah <laughs> have a great night capeless heroes man <laughs>